For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hello and welcome back to Highway to Hoover, a production of SEC Extra over at D1Baseball.com. I'm your host, Joe Healy, joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Mark Etheridge, who is valiantly fighting off COVID to record these podcasts. You can send your thank yous uh, on social media or in the form of a five-star review on your favorite podcast app or any number of any number of ways uh, to, to thank him for, fight, for fighting through it. Um, we are continuing our team preview series of podcasts today. We're going to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. And man, this is going to be a, a getting to know you episode, I feel like, with, with the Georgia Bulldogs. A lot of new faces there, a, a lot of a lot of familiar faces just in, um, you know, a new place in, in, in Athens. So s- some familiarity there with some, some good players they brought in. So we'll get to all that here in just a second. But first, I have to let you know that this episode of Highway to Hoover and every episode of Highway to Hoover is brought to you by PitchLogic. The system used by players, coaches, scouts, and instructors at all levels of play from youth leagues to the big leagues. The easy-to-use and affordable technology makes the platform accessible to every player at every level. All the metrics and features used at the highest level. Visit PitchLogic.com for more information. Uh, Mark, we uh, mm-hmm. I guess getting to know you with, with Georgia, um, obviously, you know, last year, coaching changed, Scott Strickland out, Wes Johnson in. Uh, Wes Johnson's life was as crazy as anyone's life in late June as he did basically yeah. two jobs. And in, in this era with uh, the transfer portal being what it is and what have you, that that's really kind of, you know, just the only way to do it. Um, but last season, 29 and 27 overall, 11 and 19 in the sec. There was a, a brief glimmer late in the season, early May, they won a series at home against Tennessee that kind of, you know, gave them some hope. I think at that point they were something like 11 and 13, maybe, or 10 10 and 14. That's what it was, 10 and 14. And, you know, they went one and five in their last two series. And that was kind of all she wrote. Uh, The the injuries in the mound just were, were backbreaking for them. So it was really kind of impressive that they had gotten as close as they did when it was all said and done. So after the season, Wes Johnson takes over and it is a completely New ro- well, should say completely. It is a very new roster. Obviously, you still have Charlie Condon there, uh, you know, among on the short list of SEC Player of the Year favorites going into the season. Um, you know, Fernando Gonzalez is back at catcher. We we kind of know what to expect from him. Corey mm-hmm. Collins is back. Seems like he's been there forever. But um, by and large, this is a this is a new team, Mark. And I, I you know, I don't, I, I don't. You probably don't either. But I'll, I'll give you the opportunity to. I just don't don't have a good feel. This feels like A&M to me two years ago. And I'm not saying that they're going to go to the college world series like A&M did in year one with Jim Schlossnagel, but A&M went heavy into the portal that off season. I went into the season. <clears throat> I believe just about anything for this team. And, and right now yeah. in this roster, I, I feel the same about Georgia. Yeah. I mean, certainly this is a team that could, you know, they could 
play well enough to host a regional or they could not make Hoover. I think, I think that's how variable it is for Georgia. Um, and, you know, obviously the big story is the transfer portal, right? All the new players brought in. But there, were, there was one thing that struck me. The projected rotation for Georgia, the top four guys are all returnees, right? So that was, I guess I was a bit surprised. You know, you're thinking, okay, bring in all these guys, Wes Johnson, renowned pitching coach, teacher of, uh, you know, analytics, all that good stuff, right? Um. But there's some talent there in, in bringing guys back like Chandler Marsh and Charlie Goldstein, who down the stretch was one of the best pitchers, maybe the best pitcher Georgia had, uh, certainly certainly turned in several good starts. You have Leighton Finley, Jarvis Evans. I mean, there's some, some guys who had, who had moments. And if, if they're able to flourish under West, then all of a sudden this is a much different team than maybe the one that, that, that we saw coming, uh, saw the end of the year last year. And then you throw in all the, you know, the depth pieces that have been added. And who knows, they may not be depth pieces. They may end up being frontline guys, but but there's a lot of them. And, and I think you bring in the volume uh, that they did, and you're going to have some depth out of that. And, and that, I think that's going to be the interesting piece to me is, I mean, Georgia had pitching depth last year. They just didn't have enough quality. And can some of those depth pieces, as we like to say, kids get better? Um, sometimes new environment, new coach, um, that's when those things tend to happen. And so that, to me, is probably the biggest um, interesting storyline heading in is the, the returning guys, how much better they get or, you know, if they get better, right, you hope they do. And then, and then the new pieces, what are their roles? Um, and from a pitching standpoint, and then, and then Wes's impact, right? He's, he's impacted every pitching, pitching staff he's, he's been involved with. That's, that's kind of what he does. So you would have to expect that that will continue even in year one, as he tries to juggle head coaching duties along with all of this other pitching stuff we're talking about. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up the pitching staff first because that was the area where I looked at this team, and I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think going into the offseason, if I'd have sat and thought about it and thought about the guys they might have coming back, maybe I, I would have come around, but but I do think there was some element of just expecting this to be a totally new pitching staff, mm-hmm. or at least a, just a generally new pitching staff. And, and you know, I, I too was kind of not only kind of taken aback, like, oh, these are these are returners, but also... I just think because they finished where they did last year and because it's a rebuilding job and because they brought in so many new guys, I now look at their rotation. I'm like, actually, I'm probably underrating it a little bit. Like that's there. Those guys are talented. Now we can sit here and there's a reason why we should at least have some skepticism about all of them. Right. Chandler Marsh, that's premium arm strength. Hasn't really been a starter, you know, um, We'll see. Uh, you know, I, he pitched on the Cape and I saw him there and liked him. And obviously last year at Georgia, he was one of their key guys. And so you like that. Charlie Goldstein, you, you said it like he he was their best, most consistent starting pitcher the second half of SEC play until he went down with an injury of his own. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not premium stuff necessarily. So can he recreate that, um, you know, next year? So that that's the hope. And then Leighton Finley, it looks like it's supposed to look, you know, he, and talk about guys who were great on the Cape. I mean, he was really good on the Cape. 
like dominant on the Cape. And, and I thought when I saw him in the fall against Kennesaw State, I thought, well, here's your Friday guy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they've got him on slated for Sunday. So and some of that could just be like matchup based to go righty, lefty, righty um, mm-hmm. with Goldstein in the middle. But but regardless. And then Jarvis Evans, I mean, I saw him against Tennessee. It, it was incredible. Yeah. Super athletic guy with a fastball with life on it. Um, you know, you, you like a lot of stuff there. So, and then, you know, with, even if you go to the bullpen, Matthew Hoskins guy last year mm-hmm. dealt with an injury, but that's a high end player too. They were really excited about him going into last year. And so I think the expectations just got lowered to the point that now I look at it and go, well, actually I'm probably not giving them enough credit for, mm-hmm. for what they have on the mound. So, and, and because of West being there as well, I have to assume they're going to be fairly competitive on that side. They've got, they've got mm-hmm. talent. They've, they've got a guy leading the team now that, you know, head coach is a different job. I get it. But with his influence, you have to assume they'll get, they'll get their most out of their guys they can. And then it comes down to just, what do you get offensively outside of Condon? I think we can, we can set, set our watch to Condon, but, um, and, and this is where, man, they just got, I remember writing their fall report. It's like they have seven outfielders who Uh either have talent that's obvious or, were productive players at their previous stop. I mean, and some of those guys just flatly are not going to play. It's not enough and so, yeah. yeah. So, and, and you know, that, 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 I mean, they still might use 15 position players, you know, over the course of the year in some sort of role, but um, outside of Condon and I guess Collins and Gonzalez, you know, it really kind of is anybody. I mean, Colby branch is probably locked in at shortstop and, and that makes yeah. sense. He was really good at Baylor last year, but, by and large, I just think there are very few sacred cows in this in this lineup, to use that phrase, where mm-hmm. they're just going to go with the guy they feel best about in that given matchup. And in, until someone kind of separates themselves, I do think we're going to see a lot of iterating from, from the Georgia lineup, at least early on. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, a really interesting guy for me is Slade Alford, you know, who's at Mississippi State last year. And he flashed all kinds of talent. Uh, just not consistent, and he's a guy that you know changes scenery. Maybe he puts it together, and if he does, I mean, it's it's all SEC ability. Uh, just can he can can he can he put them together? How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Whoa, Dad! We're on Crunch Island. It's <gasps> Jean foot <laughs> and he stole our crunch. Quick, the zip line. He's getting away! Throw our last Crunchberry! No! No one steals my Crunchberries. I think you mean my Crunchberries. Choose your own Crunch Venture with Tapping Crunch. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. 
Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom. And supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, Supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's Next Level Supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. $0 copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply. Hey, everyone. We're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors. Um, and then the, the outfield, you know, you, you mentioned it. Just It's such a logjam out there, and who's going to fight their way into the into the starring roles and who's going to be supplementary guys. That to me is interesting because you do have people who've been successful elsewhere coming in. I mean, there's not a, you know, a lot of times you get transfers and it's, they didn't play somewhere else or, you know, they were, you know, but these, that's not what we have here. We have people who are coming in expecting to play and because they've been one of the best hitters where they were. So, but this is different. This is, this is the top, you know, the, the top stage in the sport. And there's a lot of competition, not just with other teams, but within your team to get those ABs. So I, I do think that, you know, Georgia will be an interesting team to watch early. Their schedule, other than this home, the uh, early season Georgia Tech deal, you know, the multi-venue site deal weekend um, is not very challenging. So they'll have some time to kind of figure some things out and, and do that while you win. You know, a lot of times you're, you're taking lumps uh, in the win-loss column while you're figuring stuff out. I think Georgia will be able to, to mount some wins. But then their midweek schedule is pretty challenging, um, which is kind of a, a weird deal. The The weekends is, are, aren't that really that tough. But then you look and see all these tough teams. So they're going to need a really good number four starter, right, or maybe a couple of them. So uh, I think that's going to be uh, another storyline to watch as, as, as Georgia, as we try to figure out <laughs> what to make of them, um, especially early in the year, we're not going to know. And then once conference play starts, we're going to need a few weeks just to see, right, as, as they adjust to the, you know, SEC arms and SEC hitters and all that good stuff, uh, just to, to find out what to make of them. Because honestly, like we said before, they could host a regional or they could miss Hoover. And I think that's, you know, it's so hard when you have a team with that much variability, that much, they met that many unknowns, to you know to have any in our role where we're trying to tell you what's going to happen it's tough man i I really don't know yeah don't don't pin us down on any georgia predictions this year Mm -hmm. that's the one team i'm just gonna say that i'm i'm punting on in terms of predictions um but i am interested to see what they got because i Mm -hmm. i do i do have a sneaking suspicion that the sheer volume of guys i mean on paper, and, and I've I, I told I've told I think I mentioned this to you before off air. I, I've said it to others. Is on paper, a lot of the position players they brought in it seems inefficient because they've got a lot of outfielders in particular, mm-hmm. and a lot of guys who can kind of play second base or third base. You know, Paul Tate's kind of guy, like who they have penciled in at second base, but could play third theoretically. And I just think ah, that kind of looks inefficient. Um, but I think the flip side of that is that I do think it's going to, it is a lot of older grad transfers from smaller schools. 
Um, you know, I think Colby Branch is kind of the outlier. Slate yeah. Alford a little bit of an outlier, but it is a lot of like guys from you know Sam Houston and Campbell and Western Kentucky and, and places like that who I think just kind of want the opportunity to prove themselves in the SEC, and I think that can be a, a powerful thing. So mm-hmm. I do have a sneaking suspicion the lineup will be uh, pretty competitive just because I, I do think it is going to be a little bit of a fight at the bat rack to, to get at bats. Mm-hmm. And so I think that could be good as long as that's channeled in a positive way. I do think that can be, uh, that can be good. And, and, and you're, you're so right about the schedule. I mean, there's a scenario where they have some sort of relatively gaudy record going into SEC play and, and maybe we've got them ranked. Maybe we don't, but either way, uh, we're not going to really know. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and the Georgia we may Tech not know schedule... much more than we do now. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. The Georgia, and, and, yeah. And if anything, maybe we end up being more confused because mm-hmm. maybe some things happen in a way we don't expect. And um, the Georgia Tech series will be, will be interesting. Georgia Tech also rebuilding. So I'm just not entirely sure if that's, you know, mm-hmm. if Georgia gets rolled in that series, yeah. maybe that's a little bit of a canary in the coal mine in a negative way, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, you know, I think I like Georgia's talent more than, and I'm not an expert on Georgia Tech's roster, but you know, I generally, I think I like their talent more than I like Georgia Tech's. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but I just don't know if we're going to be able to read that much out of that series. So, yeah. Well, one, one other thing I've kind of redirect a little bit, but one of the things I noticed with Georgia and certainly they went after some of these high profile transfers, but but that's, you know, everyone's going after those. So it's, it's really challenging to, to get in those living rooms. But one, one thing they did really well, you know, there's tiers in the SEC. And, you know, you can based on where your program is and where your NIL is and all these other things you want to factor into it. Well, Georgia's not at the very top, right? So, but what they are is they're ahead of, of pretty much a lot of these teams outside the SEC. So if, if you're able to go in and cherry pick, people you want from those schools and it really sucks for them but that's the that's the world we're in right now and have that they get upward mobility like you talked about they get to test themselves in the sec play in you know play in front of more scouts and bigger crowds and on the sec network and all of these things that the kids are interested in um that's that i mean that's a pipeline man and if you can get that going get that established it gives it's great for the kids gives them opportunities and it's good for you because maybe you aren't getting that Braden montgomery but you you get maybe two kids who combined can can give you know can, can impact your program in a similar way so i do think that that's that that's a good model if i'm one of these second half of the sec kind of programs um, that, that you're able to, to kind of bridge some of the gap between, you know, it's not really haves and have nots in this league, but it's haves and have lesses. And if you're one of those, um, then th- this is a, this is a great way to mitigate some of that. It's a good point you bring up because I, I think it is, it does bear reminding people. Uh, one of the questions I'm sure you get asked a ton question. I know I get asked a ton is like, why isn't Georgia more consistently good as an sec baseball program they've had some some high highs they won a national title 30 years ago mm-hmm. uh but they're, they just haven't had the consistency and 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 i think people look at like look at all the talent in the atlanta metro area and, and we don't need to do a whole episode on this because lord knows we'd get trapped in a rabbit hole but i think it's one of those deals where a it's not as easy as it looks on paper uh b people look at georgia football and say well why can't you do that in baseball and again mm-hmm. it's not that simple 
But then C is the perception was, and look, I, I didn't, you know, neither of us have ever looked at their books, but the perception was that they just weren't really committed administratively to baseball in the same way. And mm -hmm. you look at Foley Field, which is a perfectly good facility, but you compare it to the Mississippi schools and LSU and Arkansas and A&M and oh, he go on and on, right? Like it ends up being a bottom third SEC venue, you know? And by the time it's all said and done, and, and now, and I say that to say, I do think it is good that, hey, they brought in Wes Johnson, who is like a big name, somebody we always knew was going to get an opportunity at a big time head coaching job. And he chose Georgia. Like he could have stuck around. He could have been a pitching coach anywhere he wanted to, to kind of wait his turn on a head coaching job. And, and he picked Georgia. And there also are renovations coming to Foley Field. So perhaps that is changing. Perhaps Georgia is going to, to play catch up a little bit, but but it was worth mentioning that like there has, whether it's totally true or not, there has been a perception of a, a, a resource issue um, at Georgia that has kind of, kind of held them back. So we will, we will certainly see how much that worm turns uh, as time goes on. That is going to do it for this episode of Howie to Hoover, a production of SEC extra over at D one baseball.com. Uh, we are rolling on with our team preview episode. As you know, we have uh, before this, we have done Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, and Florida. And eventually I'm going to not be able to rattle those off that quickly. So if you've not gone back and listened to those, please do so. If you're a Georgia fan who just dropped in on us for this one episode, we'd be humbled if you'd give us a shot and get to know your enemies a little bit and, and listen to the rest of our series. We're going to do one episode for every SEC club by the time we get around to opening day. So we would love it if you'd, if you'd stick around and maybe if you'd give us some sort of positive review on your favorite podcasting app. That would be excellent. And we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you today for listening. I appreciate you, Mark, for playing hurt and being here on the, on this, uh, episode of the podcast. And, uh, thank you to pitch logic as always for sponsoring this and every episode of highway to Hoover. We'll talk to y'all soon. The Highway to Hoover podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Whoa, Dad, we're on Crunch Island. He's <gasps> Jean foot. <laughs> and he stole our crunch. Quick, the zip line. He's getting away! Throw our last Crunchberry! No! No one steals my Crunchberries. I think you mean my Crunchberries. Choose your own Crunch Venture with Captain Crunch. True or false? Walmart has eye care. True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart.